self-made millionaire tips with my friend Shy, uh, Imperial Vintage Guitars, uh, very interesting story, entrepreneur, kind of no yeah. resume and, and, and built this very interesting business, kind of fell into it, I would say. Fair. I think no resume is my new middle name. No resume. <laughs> going to be shy no well, resume. Well, never, never had well, you, know, name. you know why it sticks in my head, too, is I always, and I kind of think of him like you, is um, Anthony Bourdain, no reservations. It's sort oh, of yeah. that connection yeah. uh, uh, to you. So we were talking about uh, you started the guitar place. Uh, first, first month, started, just brought some guitars you had, kept the overhead low, small locations, eight to 1200 square feet. And you're just kind of finding your groove in Burbank and decided, you know, I think initially you said you decided, ah, I don't know if I want to go in every day. And then you just kind of fell into it, right? I really got into exciting. It. I passion, um, yeah. In 2012, 2013, you're kind of hitting your groove. You got two locations at this point. What, what are you finding at that point is areas that you thought were going to be really good uh, profitability wise and, and you went away from or or sort of vice versa what were you i mean you had three years four years of intel like what was what was coming out about the business that you didn't realize um well it's that's a it's a loaded question that's a that's a that's a loaded question <laughs> with many many ways to answer yeah um i'll tell you what what i learned in the two three years that i've been doing it on the first store um first of all you, you really never know what's going to come through every single day. What's going to come in the door? What's going to come in the door? Who's going to come in? And for a person with FOMO like me, who can't, I, can't, I can't be late to work, even yeah. though it's my business and I can also not show up at all. But that FOMO thing in my head, which makes me, well, what if, what if between 11 and 11, 11 is when we open the store? What happens if with the first half an hour somebody comes in? With a hundred thousand dollar guitar, they just want to get rid of, and I'm not there. He's going to go to another place, or because you know people don't want to wait. No, they don't want to waste their time. Right. So you never know what's going to come in, when it's going to come in, and also when I had the second location, I realized how different a population is between two towns that are adjacent to each other. It's it's insanely different. Um, Burbank, which till today is my favorite store, it's it's our. I would crappiest looking location. It's small, it's it's dingy, it's it's clean, but it's like kind of like our experimental store that we never really changed. Has my favorite clientele. It's a lot of industry people, but a lot of like um not actors, CEOs, you know, not front men, like um producers, people who are very successful that you wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. Uh that would still come in in, you know, crocs and socks and shorts and you don't really know, and all of a sudden they like a $20,000 guitar from the wall and run their black Amex. And I'm like, oh, I, I don't like, think I this no person's going to have money. Yeah. Um, and then I got Sherman Oaks, which is really, any, any, and it's kind of generalizing, but there is a lot more celebrities and CEOs and lawyer doctors and, you know, professionals that have money yeah. as opposed to being musicians. Um, and then when we expand it to the third and the fourth location, it just kind of repeats itself in every, it basically develops a, um, every, a lot of people ask me, which one is your favorite? I don't really have a favorite. It's like I have four kids right now and they're all completely different personalities. Yeah. Different different buyers, different yeah. clientele. And, and one week I like to hang out with this kid and then the other kid yeah. I like to hang out with that. So, that so celebrities, and these aren't celebrities that are musicians necessarily, they could be, or they, but there's, because of the, the beauty of guitars or just the collectability. I mean, what do you think is drawing people that don't 
you know, I'm sure there's people like you that don't play guitar that buy guitars, yeah, right? Yeah. What 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 half your... my clientele I don't think play guitars at all. What do you mean? You don't think they play? There is it? a lot of rich guys that come through that buys a guitar and they don't even play it and they don't <laughs> really? even test it a plenty. And um or what they, do they make do an with attempt. It? Why do they do it? What do they do with the guitar? They look at it, they ask me questions, they either believe everything I say, which is <laughs> 90% the truth most of the time, and um <laughs> No, the only thing that I'm saying that are not true are our opinions. And yeah. I, I, I give them a disclosure before. I'm like, this is, I'm going to tell you an opinion now. So this is not a fact. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, a lot of people want information. But, um, well, they want predictions. Like, if I buy it, where do you think it's going to be intent? You know, how would anybody know? How and I'm very, is... and I'm very honest about it. And yeah. I mean, I, I literally, before I came here, a guy walked in to sell me a guitar and, and I bought it for this much. And I, I'm only going to get this much and I, I'm going to lose this much. And I told him, it's not. You bought an instrument, you played it, you used it just like a car. You're not going to buy a car, use the car, and then expect to sell it for more money when you're done. So he thought because it's vintage that it necessarily had, had gone up and it hadn't. Yeah, but, but the thing is, and like I told him, I, I told him, you know, you're not in this business. Just like I'm not in real estate. I can't go get a good deal on a house, not even now, like at any given time. Because who am I to get a good deal on a house? There are so many people who purchase... Um, real estate and properties as even as a hobby, forget as a profession. Right. Um, who am I to get a good deal on a house? The billion people before me going to see that house before me. When, when you, in 2013, did you ever have a situation where someone came in and they were selling you an, a guitar that you're like, I don't, it was so much money, but you knew it was right, or you know, because I'm you're saying a twenty thousand, fifty. I mean, probably a hundred. Has there been times where early where you just said, "I got to buy this. I know I'm going to sell it," or I, I just, or did you walk away from a deal because it was just too much? Um, yeah, I do it all the time. I do it more now than before mm -hmm. because the more the, as time goes by, there is more platforms out there. So again, when I was makes me feel old saying that, but it was in my 20s and I was here, I had a dial-up connection and I had a fax machine and all these things. <laughs> and now you fax can machine. think about something and it pops in your head. Sure. We're gonna be very, very close to have like these, um, like, in, like not insoles, like, um, like um, implants. contact lens, implants yeah, in yeah. your hand right. and you're gonna, go to, you're gonna go on the internet and you're gonna do something with your eye, something creepy and you're gonna get information. It's, it's, we're almost there. Yeah. So, the problem is there is too much information now, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily make you smarter because most people are too lazy to look at stuff correctly. So now the result is if before I had people coming in and wanting my information based on the very little information they can obtain, now everybody is a self-expert. You know, everybody is uh, an expert. Ex yeah. Everybody comes in and I'm like, how much you want for a guitar? I want $10,000. I'm like, how did you arrive at that number? Well, I right. see them out there for that. So I'm okay, but they, they sell for seven grand. Right. So uh, you're... And then this is where doing business right and makes me successful comes into play. I'm usually very honest with people. I'm very direct. I'm not rude, but I would tell them all the information and I will try to force them to see that it's backed up. I will take them to the right sites and show, look, this is where I see my... I basically do the magic trick and tell them how I did the magic trick. Yeah. And I let them decide if they want to enjoy the magic and buy it or not. It's really up well, to them. And people can put any price on anything online too, right? So just because it's priced something online doesn't mean it's actually going to sell. It's not. I mean, I mean, I, I, I do a lot of research about stuff that I don't know. When I, when I bought my wife a wedding ring, that was the first piece of jewelry I ever bought in my life. I don't know how to buy diamonds. I have no idea. I could buy a piece of glass 
and somebody could sell to me for 20 grand, I would have no yeah. idea. <laughs> right. I, I did a little research online, and then I went to stores. I went to a store at the mall. I went to like those Kevin Jewelers and those places. And three months into it, I ended up in some building downtown at the jewelry building, going through some door, behind the door, right. to the, like the really kind of the source. And, yeah. and, um, and I got a good deal. And I knew at that point, I you could knew. have been a jeweler easily. I, yeah. I could gray <laughs> diamonds for you. Now I don't remember because I, I had to do it only once. Yeah, yeah. Thank and God. maybe, maybe again yeah. maybe, maybe <laughs> next year. But, um, so, but did early in 2013, 2012, I mean, routinely, are you having, are you buying twenty, thirty thousand dollars guitars, or at that point, it's less? And and you know, what what are you? I mean, it, as a business, I mean, you if you buy a twenty thousand dollars guitar and you don't sell it right away, I mean, you don't want something like that to sit, right? I mean, that's isn't that a big part of your strategy? Like it, it, in your it, head, it you're thinking, I can move this thing. Quick. It, so so you basically you buy everything you can move, and and over the years, I've started getting into more and more obscure stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, it's not a joke. Somebody offered me a llama. People would call with so many things to trade in and to sell. Wait, what do you mean? A, a, the animal, llama. For a guitar? No, except somebody said, you know, do you guys, do, uh, yeah, do, do you take trades? Yes. Well, I have a bit of an unusual <laughs> offer. I got a llama and I'm like, all right, is this Jeff? Who is this? I'm like, no, I, I really Jeff. am. I have, I have a guy that, uh, that pranks me all the time. I'm like, and he's like, no, I really do. I live in Sun Valley. I got llamas. I mean, I, I know it's weird, but would you? And, and I get offers like that yeah. on a weekly basis. People would offer motorcycles. They would yeah. offer, I mean, everyone. How many while. llamas do you have now? I, I got four llamas. <laughs> and this is what I want to tell you about. This is where the self-made millionaire come because I've opened a speeding farm oh, up nice. in okay. Tahanga. Good. Yeah. Where this I is another side hustle. That's another side hustle. We'll have another episode about that. Oh, my God. Um, but I basically, so so we're, it, the name of the shop and our logo, it was just kind of a brain fart. We didn't really think about it much. I didn't really care at that point. I didn't even believe I'm going to make enough money doing that. Sure. So I just kind of threw a name yeah. and somebody made a logo. And, you know, I, I'm all about rebranding and that, but I don't, I don't care. So Well, it's a good name. It's it's yeah I guess I mean I mean it's I don't I mean I like the name I got a lot more better names now that I'm that I, you, know, <laughs> you have like ten new names that you I wanna... got so many new names yeah, and yeah. logos in mind but I don't I don't I don't want yeah to, so so when you're so you're you're growing 2013 14 and things are happening it's it's a small shop you start to hire we started hiring and how um, was that for you were you comfortable with that or you know you... I, I I was comfortable with that because um. How should I say it? Just like I said, I don't, I don't really have a resume or like a professional kind of way to approach a job position. That's how I hire. I never gave a job interview. I would um, source out people who wants to do it. Um, nowadays, I do it through Instagram. I just post something on our Instagram and uh, we're hiring. Send me a quick video of yourself. How many, and you get a lot of hits already? I get a lot of hits. 80% of them are, are, excuse me, a joke. It's just ridiculous. I have plenty of stories about What do they about, do? Like they have like a guitar and they start singing? I have, or? A guy, I have a guy showed up to it's all. It's it's before I see them in person, I just want to kind of get a sense. Of course. Yeah. Everybody wants to work for us, but nobody really wants to work. Right. I mean, right. it's 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 just kind of a general thing, but also yeah. think about it. My 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 general target demographic are musicians. Musicians are known not to be generally. Um, you got to be a certain kind of person to really not go to work and produce real money and just believe in your music and yeah. hope that it's going to succeed. As good as you are, or you're not. You know, it's not realistic. Right. You got to also wait tables or I don't know, work at a bank, something. 
right? So this is like their ideal job. There right? is a so they they, they see it, it on Instagram or they pop into the store every once in a while, like oh my god, sitting in this workspace surrounded with guitars and it's amazing. Um, you know, um, I can have a lot of analogies. I don't know how dirty I can get in my <laughs> analogies, but like, um, but yeah, imagine, I, I know imagine going to work at a strip club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, get, I get where you're going. You just yeah. got to work. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean you get yeah. to do anything. Yeah, yeah. So they basically think they're going to go and sit and play the guitar. That's what they got to do for a living. But matter of fact, it's it's work. You got you to gotta string them and clean them and photograph them and, and post them online. I'm, I'm not selling a product that's, I got a thousand of something. I got... All my inventory is one of each. Mm -hmm. Even the new stuff that we're also a new dealer for some brands, um, they're all serial numbered and they're all different grains and different colors. So I can't buy 10 of something and say, okay, I got 10 of those. I got so, 10 of those, but they're all different. So you don't just sell older guitars. You do have some some newly... So over time, hence like the llama analogy, or not analogy, it's a real story. People will come in with different kind of guitars. And a lot of the stuff I buy, to be honest with you, I don't really want to buy or deal with. But when you have things on the table like three, four hundred percent profit on them, you're really going to leave that on the If somebody right. walks in with a hundred dollar guitar that you can sell for six hundred dollars, you know, you may think, well, that's not a lot of money, but that's a big profit market. That's a big profit. And also, a lot of people can afford that. A lot, right? They, I a mean, lot that's of people, the other thing. they sell faster. Right. And at the end of the day, I mean, there is a lot of sides to my business. I have my personal collection. I have I have a lot of stuff that that's what my passion um, goes to. But to pay the bills, yeah, I'll sell a $50 guitar and a $100 guitar and a $200 guitar. I already have the store. I already have the staff. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know? And faster, probably. And way faster. And easier, yeah. So, uh, how much of your business, uh, Shai, is selling in the store and how much is online, percentage-wise, if you had to... So, if I had to kind of guess, um, it's at least 70% online. I would oh, say even 75 Oh, wow. The benefit of having the store is more to buy. To my, get my, to, to have people come in. My, the, 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 the main way I make my money is by buying. You know, buy if again. Um, again, if, you, if you're talking about real estate, I think real estate would be the same. Let's say in a really strong market of real estate where everybody buys a house. If you own a home, if you own a bunch of, a bunch of homes, or if you're an agent or a broker and you have a bunch of homes, in the market like this, or how it was a year ago, I guess, you know you're going to sell the home. Sure, sure. How do you get the home? How do you get the listing? You know? So buying the guitars, getting them in, sourcing them. Because, again, it's vintage pieces. It's either people who are, are dying or, or, or have guitars in somewhere or they don't even know what they have or just things like that. It's, it's a, they call it guitar safari. It's like you usually go out and you kind of do legwork and, and find them. Having the stores allows me to have people come in to the location mm. and they don't want to sell it online. They don't want to deal with it. I mean, I don't want to sell the things that I don't know. I mean, if I have to sell my car, if I don't sell it within one month on my own, I'm letting a dealer make the money. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, make it right. 30%. Right. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah. This is where you have an edge on all other stores that are just dealing online. Sourcing these guitars from people who come in and have an actual somewhat of a relationship with you, whether it's temporary or a lot of the time develops to real friendship. I have a lot of friends that I met through, yeah. you know, the store. Um, that's something that's kind of priceless. You can really get it anywhere else. And the places that you can get it from or at, there is not a lot of them. I treat people better. And yeah. I would say it without saying anything bad about competition, I guess. But I just... Um, 
business is basically relationship. Anything, any kind of business yeah, you're going to do, it's basically relationships. Yeah. You treat somebody right. They'll come back. They'll come back. Yeah. And at this point of my life, in the past, I would say even five to eight years, I mean, that's how I pay my bills. That's how I support my family. That's how I make money. But I'm really not chasing money anymore like I used to in my 20s. Yeah. I like, I'm stable now to sustain my lifestyle and support my family. And of course, I, I want to make more money, but I don't need to make more money. So my focus is really on enjoying the process and enjoying selling a guitar or buying a guitar, knowing that, okay, if this person's not going to buy it, that person's going to buy it. There's really not a lot of other places you can go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That gives me the edge on, I guess, competition, which is just not a lot of competition. Yeah. Well, being picky probably is, you probably don't even realize that you're turning away business and maybe part of you goes, maybe I should take that business. But part of you probably know what exactly you need to buy. And you, you're probably, those deals come in, you buy those. It's, those, and, it's also the people. There is, I, I'm, I can tell you there were plenty of people that I refused to sell a guitar for and then turn around and sell it to somebody else for less money just because they were nicer and I had a really good time yeah, dealing with, with them. them. Yeah. And I didn't care about the money. The money will come. And I really found that the, mo- the, the moment I have a passion into something, the money comes. If you're chasing the money, if you're doing it sure. because you need to make, everybody, you got to make a living. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I did in the first 10 years of my life here, I worked jobs that are not bad jobs, but yeah, I wouldn't it. do it now even right. for triple the amount of money. Right. I don't, it doesn't appeal to me. Um, but you get to a point that it becomes a passion and you put yourself into it. Worst case scenario, you're going to make a little bit of money, but really enjoy your life. Yeah. But in most cases, I really believe that if you put yourself into something, it's, it's going to come. Yeah. It's going to come to you. It should, especially if you have the passion. I know you, I've asked you about this too in the past. Um, you don't really deal in guitars that are signed, right? It's not really, because my thought was like, oh, it's, you know, signed by. Um, Slash or Eric Yeah, Clapton. right. And yeah. that's not really. That's more memorabilia. That's right. that's a whole different market. That's basically putting a putting a value on somebody's signature, not really on. The guitar. On a guitar. Like. Again, I keep going to real estate, but imagine selling a house that has a certain value, but this used to be... Uh, well, like, for instance, I don't know if you saw the Brady Bunch house just hit the market. Yes. I don't know if you saw that online. Did you yeah. see that? I, I saw, I saw and that. And they want, like, fuck, some crazy... But how much is the house really worth? Right. It's The house is probably worth, you know, a million five, but they're selling it for, like, six, six or seven. So or they're going to find a Brady Bunch, some, you know, freak that wants to buy it, and, and they're going to buy it. That's okay. I get it. But, I'm, they, I'm but all to kind of go with your analogy, it's the same thing. But, but I do don't you... find real value in it. I find, like, it's more of a sentimental value. Right. I have a few guitars that are signed because, you know, they came in and I bought them, but I didn't pay more for them because of the signature. Right. I'm asking a little bit more trying to find that person, but if it takes too long, I just say, you know what, the signature is Well, it does, free. in a way, it kind of pigeonholes you, right? If If someone doesn't like that celebrity, they're never going to buy it. They minimize it. the market. Do you so, know how many guitars I bought with famous people signing them and I just cleaned them up with them from the signature? There's oh, so really? many. <laughs> That's funny. A lot, a who, lot of them were celebrities signature? who turned racist. A lot of them were oh, celebrities. Right, you know. right, right, but, right. but a lot of them not. A lot of them just like stuff. They that don't are, have the big demand. People yeah. aren't that excited. Do you have a, you mentioned before, you have a, you bought something recently that was, and you don't normally buy it, but did you buy it? Did you buy a Jimi Hendrix guitar? Or, or? I, I did. I, we bought a guitar. So this is, again, this is something that happens like very rarely and right. it kind of happened by chance, but 
I bought a I bought a fairly rare guitar from a nor, regular you client. You were in of the mine. store, or they called you? No, How that's a, that's a client that I've been dealing with for a few years. That kind of goes to me. It's very specific. It happens to be a left-handed guitar. That's another very small market. They make left-handed guitars too, and there is about ten percent of the guitars that are made are ten left-handed. So um, it just happens to be a left-handed guitar. It happens to be a rare model in an original, all original, in a rare finish. I'm not going to get into it, but it was just rare to begin with. And I bought it right, and I sold it fairly quickly. And it's what's, what's fairly quickly? So I think um, from the moment I, I listed it, that's when I counted sold. Because sometimes I buy stuff and either don't have the time for it or put them aside for a minute. But the moment I put something out in the market, I consider it out. I think it took maybe a month, okay. something like that. And it's a very specific guitar. So there is a very small demographic for it um, but when when it hit that demographic they're gonna buy it mm-hmm. so somebody bought it online um, I think it sold for $35,000 or something I don't know um, and he was in Florida and he took his time to pay because he didn't want to pay tax and I tried to explain to him I'm a business I gotta charge tax I'm not making money of the tax it was silly I told him you bought a rare unicorn guitar you're gonna you know kick a tire over like $3,000 in, in tax that you right, got to pay. Right. Like, what do you want me to do? There's not, it's like, okay, I'll think about it. And in, I told him, okay, think about it over the weekend. It's okay. It's, it was a Friday or a Thursday. I'm like, by Monday, you need to either pay me or I'm moving on. Um, and the same day, um, somebody pointed out to me, he showed me a picture. He was like, look, I found this picture of Hendrix from 1970. He played some small club and he has a guitar that looks exactly like this one. And he showed me a picture and I'm like, it's black and white. I can't tell if it's the same guitar. So there were about eight of those photos and I put them through one of those, like um, I downloaded those apps that paints old pictures for you. Mm-hmm. That again, I don't really believe in 100%. It's not, you know, exact science, but right. I put all the pictures through that app and all of them came up exactly the same color as that guitar that I had. And then I started to get excited. So I downloaded all the apps that offers that service. There were like 10 of those apps. Wow. And I put them, all the pictures on all, they, every single one of them came back wow. blue, which is what the color of the guitar was. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, that's one thing. I told the guy, look, I found these pictures. Maybe this guitar was Jimi Hendrix's guitar. I don't know, but I'm just going to tell you, I'll honor you the sale if you pay me by Monday. Otherwise, I'm going to start digging into this and I'm just pulling it out of the market. And he didn't pay what? by Monday. So what? what this is what he did. He posted over the weekend a Facebook post with a picture of the guitar. To and he started asking it? questions like, hey, anybody here knows anything about this guitar? Maybe it was... Be-. He basically tried to look for like some kind of a confirmation right. that it is. Right, right. And, when, and, and a friend of mine just texted me one morning. He's like, look what I found on Facebook. And the moment I saw that, I'm like, that's it. This guy is done. Yeah. Like, you, you don't just don't do that. That's, yeah. that's kind of yeah, douchey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not stepping up to pay and you're also doing that. So I'm, I, at that point, I'm like, you know what? Maybe there is more money here. What am I doing? Um, so I just, um, I, I decided I'm not going to sell it to him. He calls me, I think, Monday or Tuesday. He's like, okay, it's me. I'm ready to pay. I told him, I'm sorry, man. I gave you time and you didn't, yeah. you know, pay. I decided I'm moving on. And he's like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm like, what do you mean you can't believe it? I told you. Yeah. Just pay and By we'll way, move on. You're already paying $35,000. What's, what's another 3000 bucks? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. At that point, it doesn't make sense. But it's also yeah. like, look, mo- most of my clientele, most of them are mature men. That just happens to be, 
you know, males. I would have loved to have more females, but it's it's mainly male-driven, unfortunately. And they're all usually, you know, it's all ages, really, and all genders. But it's mainly kind of like, I would say, 35, 40 to 60. Right. A man in his 30s, 40s that can't make a decision by himself is like, I'm not going to yeah, hold your hand. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to yeah, move on. Yeah. Anyway, we started digging into it. It's been a year now. And I want to tell you that we're our, uh, definitely at 50%. It was Hendrix guitar. We, we contacted Gibson. There is a lot of stuff. We found a photographer. Wow. We made it a thing. We have enough content, I think, to definitely have a small documentary out, <laughs> which I'm not into and I don't know how to do. If anybody wanted a passion yeah. project, that could be cool. But... At this point, I have a guitar that is, Could I can his. basically ask any, I can make a number and I can ask for it and I'm probably going to find a buyer for it. It could be half a million dollars, it could be a million dollars, wow. it could be $250,000, it could be anything. So um, I kind of want to get, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity kind of deal. Um, who um, can do it? Who can verify it? Can it? Is there? Well, is, we we spoke to Gibson, and they only made. Long story short, they made two of that exact guitar, the same color, same configuration. They only there made two, two guitars, so it's fifty percent that guitar. Okay. The only way to make sure at this point that it's a hundred percent that guitar is to find the other guitar and oh, good luck. I see. Yeah. You know, finding that. So yeah. it may not exist. It may be destroyed. Um, but did Jimi Hendrix own both of the guitars, or he only bought one? I, I don't know. Oh, that's wow. the thing. Most of the people that are involved in that story have died. Yeah, right. You know? Right. Um, oh. It's it's. <laughs> but it's but it's but it's fifty percent. Yeah, that's pretty. You know, good. and yeah. and and if that's all I'm going to end up with, I'm just going to. I'm still going to present it as a guitar. I'm not going to say this was Hendrix guitar, yeah. but this is the year of research or year and a half of research we put into it. It's definitely fifty percent that one, but. Would that, be, would that be the biggest kind of home run buy? Um, surprise home run buy. Yeah. You know, most of the other stuff, I mean, sometimes there's a home run. People would come in and have no idea what they have. They don't even care. It's like I found this at and my uncle's garage. I don't yeah. want this. How much do you want? Well, oh, give me 200 bucks. I'm like, yeah. I'll give you 300 bucks. Like, okay. And then it's worth 10,000 bucks. Wow. It doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, but it happens. It really doesn't. Again, it's now internet. Do research. Pe people do too much research and they find out. Right. And I don't really take advantage of them. But I mean, really, if it happens twice a year, I want to take that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have you have the overhead, you have the shop. I mean, every once in a while, you it should... also depends on the person. Somebody comes in and say, "Look, I need to raise money for cancer or something." I'm like, "Okay, here's the deal. This is actually valuable, and I'm going to totally go there." But yeah, if I see sure. some guy who's like not caring at yeah. all, stole like, it from his it. Yeah, ex girlfriend. <laughs> that we have like procedures for. We have a lot of stolen stuff coming through. That's a whole other yeah, I bet. I aspect bet. of dealing yeah. with stuff. So, yeah. well, how do you deal with stolen goods? Well, you there is a there is um. It's, it's kind of fun seeing the people who are trying to sell. It's usually very obvious when something is stolen. It's, okay. it's usually. I mean, we've been tricked multiple times, but there is a way to legally do it by r basically running it. Like a pawn shop, you run something through DOJ um, and serial number, and you got to wait a week, and if a week passes by nobody claims it, it's yours. If somebody claims it afterwards, by law, I can recoup at least what I paid for it. So, okay. And then I don't lose my license, so we, we do it properly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but majority of the people I deal with, I've dealt with for years. I know who they are. They're not stealing anything, yeah. you know. So, so COVID, yeah. when COVID happened, um, one of the things that uh, I heard but never confirmed is that it was actually the luxury businesses that stayed afloat. Was that the same experience you had? I'm going to say, and I, and I, I mean, I guess I hate to say it because I got a lot of friends that really lost their businesses and, and really suffered during COVID. But we did, I think, our best year was COVID, that wow. we, we tripled 
our sales. Um, people were buying like it's our people were buying guitars like they were buying toilet paper at Costco. They were yeah. buying like there is no well, tomorrow. there were no toilet papers. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there wasn't. There, there weren't <laughs> unless you go to the Costco, the business Costco in Van Nuys. Nobody knows about it. There's plenty <laughs> of toilet paper there. Um, there so um, your, your sales during COVID tripled. They really tripled. And did it drop off like even the first two months or just as soon as COVID people are home, they had a lot of time, right? I think my, they just they my, didn't know what to do with themselves. I guess they, I, the, the reason I believe it happened is a mixture of a few things. I'm just looking at my life. We normally travel a lot. We spend a lot of money on the kids. We spend a lot of money on travel and now we can't go anywhere. Um, we were still making the same money. Some people were laid off. I mean, they, they had an order to close businesses, not essential business. We were supposed to close. I didn't close. I had one employee in each store. Um, all we did is lock the front door and we did um, kind of by appointment only. I wouldn't get like, also a lot of people didn't really come, but people were stuck at home and they would call us, are you guys open? Because most businesses were closed. Yeah. And I said, we, we are by appointment only. Please wear a mask, you know. Um, if you don't feel well, don't come in. We were just kind of vetting people. We we're just like asking cautious, them. Yeah. We we're very cautious, but I didn't shut down the business. Yeah. Um, I had one guy in every store, so there is really no problem with employees complaining that they can get each other. And it was ridiculous. We sold a lot of stuff online. I had people coming to the store and through the window. I, one of my guys at that point <laughs> that was working, he was really kind of you know, freaking out about COVID and really worried, yeah. but he still wanted a job. So I told him, you know what? I'll accommodate you. Wear a mask. Don't let people in. But don't close, like do business online. People would come to the window and yeah. they would say, that guitar. And he would show it to them through the window. It's like a $2,500 guitar. And like, yes, yes, yes. And then he's like, okay, it's let's like exchange the card something like that. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I have it on, on I, have like, I have like my surveillance cameras. I have videos. I was like, really? Because when you just hit, I, if, of course, I immediately, got, I don't really panic, but I, I had a moment of panic. I'm like, what's going to happen? We're going to get, again, shut down from like making this much money to nothing right. because of the pandemic. Right. And because it happened to everybody, I find a little bit of comfort in my, within myself. Like, well, it's everybody. It's not just me. Sure. So we'll handle it. But the point is that, so a lot of friends of mine that have like bicycle shops or everybody ran out of stock. They just bought them out. Everything. Guns. You know, yeah, people were buying, they were buying, everything. people were buying everything. And I kind of understand why, you know, a lot of it had to do with, first of all, in California, you got a lot of money. You got a lot of free money. A lot sure. of people who's making oh, two grand a month, all of a sudden getting $2,400 a month without working, you know, they had a lot um, of discretionary income. The, the government was giving, giving some money to don't know how they handled that. I feel like just gave it away to everybody. Yeah, I mean, well, we're paying for it now, of course. Uh, yes. But, <laughs> we're all paying for it. But, so but we have, but you know, 10% back then, inflation. All, all of a sudden, somebody gets like $1,200 and they don't really need it. They buy a guitar. Buy a guitar, Or yeah. a lot of people find a reason. I, I mean, I bought an electric skateboard, you know. Yeah, Was like, that in a midlife crisis kind of combo? Yeah, but, yeah. Same time. Yeah, same. Know? So your, your business uh, during COVID starts to really kind of grow and you're, you're like – barreled in, but uh, to kind of go before, I wanted to ask this because I know we get our time short. Tell me about your Instagram and how you, your Instagram is so interesting and you get hundreds of thousands of views and you, you don't have like a professional firm. You just, you've always we done We kind of just do it ourselves. You guys just do it. But what, 
you guys do funny videos. You guys do, you know, it's not serious, I would say. I'm, I'm just like my business. I'm very unprofessional. And not in a bad way. Yeah. I'm just not proper or professional because it's my business. I don't have to adhere to any. Like, my wife has a job and... Sometimes I, uh, I I tell her stuff. It's like, oh my god, you would get sued so many times talking yeah. like that at my job. And I'm not even saying anything wrong. Yeah. But I, there is. I don't need to be politically correct or worry about you know. As long as we're not malicious or racist or mean or anything yeah. like that, yeah. kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. And the benefit is that we really have an endless amount of content. I get every day. I get 10 to 15 guitars in from all the stores, and every guitar has a different story. Right. Every guitar is something else. Could be like it could be like an uh, an armadillo shaped guitar that I got for free. I mean, that's content. Everything is yeah. content. Now, right. 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 So we do have a lot. I, I never. We never have a problem coming up with content. It's just more of doing it correctly, which is. I mean, who really knows how to do correct content? How do you? know when to post, how often to post. I mean, I, I don't in what industry, you know, nowadays I feel like Instagram have their, I don't really know how to do it. But by, by the way, it, 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 all that data you can get, but I will tell you, if it's not interesting, nobody cares. And, and but so interesting to who? That's the thing. I have, we, I have a lot of celebrity friends. I made a lot of celebrity friends. When they come in, I, I convinced a lot of my celebrity friends who gets get paid $80,000 for an hour commercial to come wear a stupid panda suit that I bought on Amazon for free and do something stupid for me for free because they're my friends and they right. have the same passion. Yeah. And nobody cares. And then you post a video of unboxing a guitar, literally just here's a guitar and unboxing, taking out a... And that gets and more views. boom, a million views. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? What's wrong with you? I mean, mind you, I love I love watching like power pressure washing videos. Yeah, that yeah. really does it for me. <laughs> I love I love that stuff. But but it's crazy. We, I don't want to dive too much into that. I oh, think yeah. that's a whole that's other a whole thing other podcast. Thing going on. So we don't have a lot of time. But yeah. maybe just last question. Yeah. Um, in terms of marketing, uh, aside from Instagram, do you do paid advertising? What? How do you get the word out? I I may be doing it wrong, but it it has been working for me. But I basically never paid for advertising. I tried a couple of times to pay for advertisement, didn't work. Our advertising is more direct. Um, I, I, I know advertising is good and it's very important. The problem is, again, like just all the platforms today, like you don't know what to watch on TV and you don't know where to go shop. Everybody sells you advertisement and everybody wants to get your business because that's how they make money. So I don't really know who's sincere about their advertisement. I who can really promise me results? You know? Everyone can promise you. I get 47 emails a day. Exactly. You and I would, I would, and I tell all of them, I would gladly give you my money if it works. I right. feel like they should do it. I mean, it's not like, I don't know how much time and money they spend into this for them to kind of let me taste it for free. Let me see some if it do, works. By the way, we've, we've tested some. And people that actually can drive leads... They'll give you some. They'll let you test it. So, so, but the ones that don't, you're, you're exactly. right. You're ready. And, you're, and, and look, at the end of the at the end of the month, you can spend like 20, 30 grand on advertisement and get nothing back. So the majority of your overhead can become marketing. Yeah. You know. So I, it's word of mouth. For you? But it's a lot of it is word branding. of mouth. He's all he shy has built a brand. He's got a brand. He didn't spend any other. And, and by the way, a lot of people spend money on on paid ads mm -hmm. and do and they don't even focus on the brand. I'm sure now if you did. Yelp, or you, I'm sure you could monetize because you ever you yeah, have yeah, a brand. Absolutely. But if you don't need to, you don't have to. And more importantly than everything, the integrity of the brand is the biggest key. It's it's really relationships. So yeah. it may be a slower growth 
I don't think we grew slowly. I actually think we grew kind of fast considering where we, it's all really how you look at it. I can yeah. look at it, but I could have done a lot more and faster or wow, look what I've done in like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 yeah. years of the locations. But instead, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, uneducated and unprofessional opinion, if I make a shirt with a logo, I will put money into the shirts. I get really nice quality. I only get stuff I would wear and I would be picky. I'm not getting the cheap shirts, like whatever is. And then we sell them sometimes. I mean, you have to have apparel in a business that you are branding, but I would give a shirt. If I give somebody a shirt that costs me $10 um, and they wear it, I got a free, I got a $10 billboard walking around there. Yeah. What advertisement do I buy for $10? If uh, people come into the store and I tell them, look, I'll, I'll give you a pack of strings, you know, Either give me a good review. I usually don't do it. They just, you know, we just ask, hey, man, can you do this? I, I don't really care about the review, but it's all it's all um, um, search, SEO, oh, yeah. all uh, that stuff. The, all that stuff is key. I you mean, know? The um, reviews are big. And, and, and I think, you know, what you've built is a business that, I mean, it's a very, like, you could easily sell. I, know, I, I don't know if you are or whatever, but it's a business that is, it's easy to keep open. You can sell it. You could sell. I mean, that's the the self, the entrepreneur's dream, right? You could, someone could go in and go four locations. You guys are, you know, and they'd throw a number at you, you know? So, and whether you want to do that or you just keep doing it and making money or whatever, you've, you've created a niche. I think that's the cool thing about your business is that you've created a niche, uh, built a brand and you're doing it the way you want to do it. And that's the best that's part. That's pretty much it. And, yeah. I, and I, I really enjoy it. I enjoy it to a level. I, I refuse what I don't want to do. Right. I do what I want to do. And I don't care what people think. Yeah. We really, we all, we, we only mean well. Right. And um, we get to choose who we want to deal with and choose who we don't. There's not a lot of that. Yeah. Going well, on. Well, and I think, you know, to wrap up, um, you got to go check out. Well, I would say go check out Imperial Vintage Guitars, but Shy may not let you in, right? I mean, if he doesn't like you, you're not, don't, you're not going to let. It, it really kind of depends. It kind of depends on the day. If you catch Shy in a day, I you prefer go... for you to be charming when you walk in. Charming and, and nice. And, and if you're coming in full of bad energies, honestly, just, just let me know. No, honestly, you just let me, hey man, I'm having a terrible day. Bah, 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 yeah, bam. Yeah. And if you let me know in advance, I will take a deep breath and I will fix yeah, it. I will yeah. make it better for you. I, I will. I like how you're training the client how to act in your store. It I think should that's be. Really it's my store. <laughs> it's, store. it's my store. Where else are you going to go? I love it. I love it. Thank you very much. Thank a lot you. of fun. It was fun to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> Imperial Vintage Guitars. Check it out. Shy.